Hello and welcome to the Union Podcast. My name is Brian Pugh and I am co-founder of the Union Movement and host of the podcast here. And uh, my wife and I, we started the Union Movement just to help people find wholeness in sexuality, identity, and relationships with a gospel-centered and holistic approach. And so if you are new to the Union Podcast, we just want to welcome you here today. We we hope and pray that this, this, uh, this episode is just life-giving to you, is encouraging to you and equipping uh, in your walk um, as you discover the beauty of God's design uh, for all three of those areas, as complex as they can be. Um, If you're a return listener, welcome back. We're so appreciative of your support. And of course, we would love it if everyone, uh, anyone and everyone would comment, subscribe and share this podcast. We just want to get it in front of more and more people uh, and help more and more people find that wholeness. Uh, I'm excited to be back. I just got it's Wednesday today when we're recording and I got back from Africa, which is just such a cool sentence to say. Uh, I got back from Africa on Friday um, after a marathon of 30 hours hours of travel. Um, I was a zombie, I think for the first day and a half being back. Uh, but I feel like more, I feel like I'm more and more myself. I wouldn't say normal cause I don't know if I'm exactly a normal guy, but, uh, I feel more like myself. Uh, I had just such an opportunity, an amazing opportunity to be, uh, in Kenya, um, partnering with an organization called heroes of the nation. Um, they do a lot of outreach into, uh, into schools and working with, uh, at risk and orphan children, just helping them find the love of Jesus and find identity and, and taking care of their, their practical physical needs, but also equipping them, um, with the identity that God puts on them and, and helping them find healing from a lot of trauma. It's just such a, such a beautiful experience. And I was so honored and privileged to be a part, uh, of that time. Uh, today I'm excited to jump in. And this episode is actually going to be a two part, uh, series we're doing, but this, this, uh, series is going to be about seven ways that leaders can start talking about sexuality. But in these two episodes, we are going to kind of look at it in a backwards way where I'm not going to just come out and tell you the seven ways to get started, but we're going to discuss the seven, uh, seven reasons why leaders are hesitant to talk about sexuality. And in that, looking at the negative, we're going to see the positive and some ways to be on the offensive and not just defensive in this conversation. So uh, in this first part, we're going to talk about three points. And in the last uh, or the second episode, we'll talk about the last four. So number one, well, in no particular order, just the first one, here we go. Uh, Leaders tend to dodge the need. They dodge the need and they ask the question, is it really my responsibility as a spiritual leader to teach about sex, gender, and relationships from the scriptures? Can't we just talk about Jesus and how to live a happy and uh, healthy life? Yeah. Wouldn't that be just be great? Well, I think the important thing is to remember is that the Bible doesn't shy away from this topic. So if you are going to be a pastor or a leader where your responsibility is training people uh, in the scriptures, training in uh, God's design for a whole variety of, of life's dynamics, you have to see that uh, this is a consistent theme that comes up within scripture. This is something that the apostles don't shy away from. And even if we just look in the New Testament, there's only two letters that do not mention 
mention sexuality or some sort of sexual ethic directly. And that is second Thessalonians and Philemon. So we see that like the Bible narrative, just even looking to the new Testament doesn't shy away from it. So if we are going to be new covenant leaders uh, of the church, we need to be talking about it. Uh, now that that's not to discount everything that's in the old Testament be too, because that same message is all through there, that there is a design for the, the glory of God and the good of humanity when it comes to sexuality. And again, if we just look historically, early church leaders just did not uh, shy away from this. And they, they did so, they, they stepped into the fray uh, at obviously a great cost. Um, you know, like his, I just think about the story of Paul and Acts where he's in Ephesus and the followers of Artemis, a false deity of the time, um, they find out that Paul's preaching the gospel and they think that he's, he's out to destroy the glory and the honor of, of their, their goddess Artemis. And, um, and they riot, they riot for hours and they accuse Paul and they shout, you know, um, I think it was like for two and a half, three hours, the great is Artemis of the Ephesians. And there was confusion and people didn't even know why they were there. It was this really just such a weird, crazy, uh, crazy story. And if I could just remember where it was, I encourage you to go check it out in the book of Acts. It's really a remarkable story, but that, that was kind of the norm at the time. Like you put yourself, um, at great risk, but this, this is what's important is that these were the real, uh, situations that people were dealing with. This was the everyday, everyday life stuff where there was, um, there was lies, there was a ideologies put forward that were damaging to the image of God and humanity, just like today. But there was also, um, and also like, as there was, as there, and also as there is today, there was lies that were keeping people from following Jesus. And so if you're going to be a Christian leader, you want to identify those lies and, and speak truth to those areas in order for people to become faithful, whole, healed uh, followers of Jesus. So we have to remember that relevance is about knowing what your community is facing and being and speaking to the real life challenges that people are experiencing. And um, the time that we're living in, at least in the West, at least in North America, um, you know, we're dealing with a hypersexualized culture and we need to be making sure that as, as spiritual leaders, we are talking about um, the things that would keep people from following Jesus faithfully. Um, I encourage you to do research, check out like the stats, like the Barna group is, is so good at pulling together um, stats from a, a Christian perspective and just like giving a cultural perspective, a cultural view on, um, on what's really going on in the time that we're living in so that leaders can be better equipped to speak to those challenges. And um yeah, I just encourage you to do that. So we cannot dodge the need. If we're going to be um, taking steps to talking about sexuality, we have to see the need. And this is where uh, destinies, families, marriages, um, just individual lives are hanging in the balance is, is, are we talking about a biblical perspective on these areas? That's again, uh, glorifying to God and good for humanity. So that's number one. Number two, leaders feel under equipped. I don't know if you felt that way. I feel that way at times. Do I, am I fully equipped in this? Um, but as I heard somebody say, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly at the beginning, at least. Anyways, leaders feel under-equipped and they ask the question, how can I even begin to approach the topics of sexuality? There are so many opinions and I am not an expert and I don't know who to trust out there. 
And that's true. We deal with um, an abundance of information in the time that we're living in, and which I heard, I think it was Denzel Washington of all people who said this, and the abundance of information is also the abundance of misinformation. And um, we hear a lot of voices on this topic, and sometimes it's it's a lot of shouting and a lot of confusion and a lot of static. Um, but again, we need to settle back in to what the Bible says. Can we, can we just, can we just settle into that place? Is God's word, does it really speak to every area of life? And hopefully you can say an, a wholehearted yes to that. And I, that's, that's your first step is just to settle into that truth. But um, there really is a myriad of subtopics under the category of sexuality. And there are countless articles, books, and social media influencers that you could get absorbed in. Um, in the good and in the bad, but we need to remember there is no time like the present to begin examining the blueprints of scripture and laying a firm theological foundation under your feet on these topics. Like I, like I said, in point one, uh, this, this framework, this, this perspective of God's design for these areas is all through the Bible. And, and there's, there's countless points that you can pull from. And I just encourage you to start there. And like I said, um, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly at first, <laughs> you know what I mean? With the high potential of growth. So I encourage you take those steps, even if you're feeling, do it scared, as they say, even if you feel you're under equipped, take the steps because it is worth the fight. It is worth being courageous for, because like I said, in point one, this is where people are living. This is where people are dealing with the everyday struggles and the lies that are reaching into their destiny, their family, their marriages. So we have to be courageous and, uh, and do what's right instead of what's easy and, uh, and really trust God's, uh, theological foundation and trust the word of God on these topics. So yeah, again, we're dodging the need that can keep us in point one, point two, feeling under-equipped and point three. Uh, and this is where I want to give a little bit more time to is we can be facing shadows from the past. I think a lot of times um, leaders are dealing with shame because of past uh, choices that they've made. They, ha they haven't lived and walked this road perfectly. And it seems like on so many other topics that if you didn't do it right, like if we were talking about finances, if you know, if you you're a Christian leader and you have a, a past of just really broken financial decisions and yet you found healing in this area, we would call it wisdom for you to, to address some of these areas and say, Hey, this is not a good way to go down. We go, Oh man, thank you for sharing your wisdom and experience. But it's unfortunate that around the area of sexuality, it's like, if you don't have a spotless story in this area, the enemy loves to try to disqualify you. And I go in the same way, if you've crossed boundaries in the past, and you're dealing with shame, I want to encourage you that the, that shame is not from the Lord. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And, and I'd encourage you to come into the light with somebody who loves you and who can be trusted, knowing that God wants to separate your history from your heart and he's faithful to forgive and to restore if we confess to him. And, and there's healing available as we confess to other people. Um, but I, I want you to know that the pain that you've gone through as a leader in the past and the, um, excuse me, the pain that you've gone through in the past as a leader can be used powerfully to bring freedom to other people. And just because you haven't walked the spotless road, um, doesn't mean that you can't have a voice and share the wisdom and share the reality of what 
um, of what looking or what living uh, contrary to God's design for these areas, the damage that can be done. Um, I think, I think that's actually really important, but I know when people are dealing with shame and what we've entitled the shadows from the past here, they would say, I know that as a leader, I'm supposed to be free, but if I were honest, I'm still haunted by memories and silenced by shame. I don't know if you feel that way, but that's a lot of, I think a lot of people feel that way and you need to know you're certainly not alone. Uh, countless leaders won't talk about sexuality from the pulpit because they feel so ashamed from their past. They may have convinced themselves that this part of their testimony is a private matter and uh, they are secret, secretly terrified that if anyone found out they'd lose influence and respect and I just want to encourage you, it's time to step into a new freedom because your people need to see what mercy looks like in your life. But that, again, is going to take courage. It's going to take you um, being authentic, being transparent and being real. Um, and I think oftentimes we can we can feel shame that if we were honest about our past, that people would lose that respect for us. But what we end up seeing is actually people when you've when you have a healed testimony, when you uh, when you have um, a past that's been touched by the power of Jesus, actually people, people have a lot of respect for you because they see, well, wow, I'm not alone, man. Cause like, I think we have tons of people in our churches and in our organizations that are dealing, um, dealing with brokenness in this area. And they need a leader uh, who's willing to be humble, willing to be honest and transparent and say, Hey, this is, this is what Jesus has done in my life. Or this, this is even, this is what Jesus is doing in my life as he's bringing healing, healing in these areas. Um, so I, encourage you step out of the shadows, step into the light, um, because there is so much for you and for the people that you're leading when you're willing to be courageous. I want to say this too, as a leader speaking to another leader, your healing and your wholeness is worth it. A lot of times as leaders, we feel like we take on, um, a lot of responsibility and care for other people and we need to be healing other people, but you need to know that, um, your healing is equally as important to the Lord. And so I would just encourage you find somebody who, you know, you trust and again, who loves you and is, and is committed to the purposes of God in your life and, and be honest with them. Maybe it's a counselor, maybe it's another pastor, maybe it's a friend, but be honest about what's gone on in your past because you do not want the past reaching into your future, um, because that'll keep you from, um, from what God wants to do in and through your life and the people that you're leading. So on that point, uh, let's recap here really quickly. Um, number one, leaders tend to dodge the need. They can sometimes be oblivious to the realities of what's going on in culture, but we need to be relevant in the sense that we are speaking to what our community is actually facing and the everyday things that are keep trying to keep people uh, from following Jesus faithfully. Uh, and we feel under-equipped and we need to be courageous and we need to just trust in the biblical framework and the foundation that's there, knowing that this topic is not, um, not skirted around within the Bible. It is consistently in there and and we need to draw those those principles out, draw those points out for our people. And lastly, we need to walk into the light and out of the shadows from our past because our healing and the God's work of separating our history from our heart is so important and so important, not just for, for the people that we're leading, but for us to be whole, um, whole leaders and effective leaders in the work that we're doing. 
So just in closing here at the union, we have developed a sexual health evaluation tool. And this is an avenue for leaders to be able to ask some really important questions and kind of survey the results of the health in their, you know, in their staff level and the leaders and the congregation and families within uh, their church or organization. And uh, I would encourage you to go to the unionmovement.com and check that out. That is a free resource, but we would love to partner with you and to work with you in developing a strategy um, and helping you navigate some deeper questions and, and, uh, and coaching you through what those steps would look like. So we would love to hear from you on that. If you're at all interested, visit the unionmovement.com or send an email to info at the unionmovement.com and just put in the, uh, the email title there, the email name, uh, sexual health evaluation. And we would love to get back to you on that. Thank you so much for joining us here on the union movement podcast. And we look forward to seeing you in part two of the seven ways leaders can start talking about sexuality. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the union podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at the For more information, please visit our website, theunionmovement.com, or find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Union Movement.